Welcome to Manners and Madness, a Jane Austen and David Lynch podcast. My name is Maya Adkins. And I'm Christian Cabrera. And today we are covering Death Becomes Her. <gasps> Ooh, <a> 90s <laughs> classic. <laughs> classic. Uh, it's been a few years since I've seen this movie. And I was quickly reminded how it's one of my favorites. <laughs> this movie, actually, we ended up getting quite a few recommendations for what to watch, mostly from my sister. And <laughs> um, <laughs> so we have this huge list. And this was like one of the first ones that was on the list. And you chose yes. this one because we only have this one and one more before we're back to, you know, our regularly scheduled programming stated purpose of this <laughs> podcast <laughs> yes yeah well i just saw it on the list and it was first on the list and i did think to myself it is first on the list so let me read the rest of the list so my doesn't just think that i was like uh, first one let's just do this one but it just stuck with me throughout the whole list I think it's a great choice. I feel like it definitely fits in with like the kind of campiness that we've had all summer yes, long. Definitely. And it's got that dark Twin Peaksy kind of vibe in its own way. Mm -hmm. It's like a dark comedy, which you could definitely argue Twin Peaks is a dark comedy or that David Lynch in yeah. general is a dark comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I mean, not it's everything, but you know. Most of it. But it's also got Isabella Rossellini. <laughs> it does it does so that, that's another tie <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i've seen this movie since the 90s it's been forever <gasps> oh, since i've seen it so good so it felt very brand new like this is not one of those movies that i watched a million times mm -hmm. you know i don't know maybe it just was like in a weird age range for me or something that it just wasn't Could like be. you know something i watched a lot but i can definitely see if it was like one of those I watched a million times, like mm -hmm. have quoting this, like knowing every line of this movie <laughs> yes. type of a thing. <laughs> yes, there. I feel like there are so many quotable lines that I had forgotten about until I was like watching them in the moment and also saying them out loud. Like the morgue, she's going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. What what about you? Did you watch this a million times as a kid or anything? No, I actually um, didn't discover this movie until I was an adult. Mostly because I wasn't like a super television slash movie person when I was a child. Um, that kind of happened when I was an adult. But I found this movie and I watched it. I think I watched it with Josh the first time. And it was just like one of those movies like Drop Dead Gorgeous where it's like, where has this movie been on my life? I would have watched yeah. this a hundred times if I knew about it. <laughs> well, and I feel like it came out when you were like a baby, right? Uh, it came out before I was born. Before you were born? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just a few years, but uh, it's, I don't know. It just, it has that quality of it where it's like, oh, I could totally see this being like one of those movies that is just always like on HBO or something where it's right. like always on like scheduled programming. Yeah, and it's got an amazing cast. Everyone uh, is yeah. gorgeous, obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Even when they're supposed to be, quote-unquote, ugly. Except for Bruce Willis, who is an extremely attractive person. But, like, yeah, I was talking to Chelsea a little bit about it, and she said that she thinks this is Bruce Willis's best role ever. Uh, interesting. I don't know. I think I feel like I'm trying to think of other things that I've watched that he's in, like obviously like Die Hard and stuff like that. I right. feel like he is such a good comedic actor, and uh -huh. he doesn't do that all the time, which is like a shame because I feel like he's just so good at it. Yeah, I feel like you don't get to see this side of him very often. Yes, and, and it's really, so good. He's good at it. <laughs> yes, like of course, like I like I remember once they like start revealing more about his character through the movie, you're like, God, he's the worst person alive. <laughs> why are like, you're always like, why are they fighting over him until like you get to the root issue of why they're actually like, quote unquote fighting over him. But right. That it's like, but I can't help but love him because he's a <laughs> big old dummy. And he's Bruce Willis. Yeah. Yeah. I will say this time watching it, I was like, well, first off I checked to see how long it was just because I wanted to make sure I wasn't watching it too late at night so that I didn't like fall asleep at the end or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. But it's, you know, less than two hours, which is always nice. But it yes. even feels super short. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel like there's that much 
that happens, even though plenty happens, but it's just like, oh, well, that's, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the pacing of it is really good. It's very much like we're not going to like linger on, like we're not going to have like a dialogue moment. If everything is very like, all right, like we're moving on to the next joke. Or it's like, let's get to the next joke. And yeah, I love and the, it's... um, oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just say, I love the way that they do the effects because I feel like it's like this weird place where it, like, it looks f- funny in a goofy way, but it doesn't take away from the movie. Like it kind of matches the comedy of the movie. Yeah. And it's got so much like body horror in it, which <laughs> yes. you really just don't expect. It's like it really is such a dark comedy, but I was reading, and you're probably already planning on talking about this during the notes, <laughs> but fine. I was reading about how a lot of people consider it a Tales from the Crypt sequel movie because oh. I think it was made by the same somebody who was involved with Tales from the Crypt or mm-hmm. maybe the first movie, Tales from the Crypt, but it uses like similar music and it has, knowing that kind of going in, I had, there's a lot of like the comedy feels kind of, Tales from the Crypt dish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to like I'm going through like some of the what's it called? The uh credits and trying to see real quick. I mean it's got like really good people in all aspects of it, so I loved Tales from the Crypt back in the day. I don't think I know Tales from the Crypt. Is that the the one with the the Crypt Keeper guy who makes all the yeah, puns? The, yeah. It was a TV show. <laughs> With the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> and it was kind of very like a Twilight Zone or like a mm-hmm, hotel mm-hmm. room or something, you know, like an anthology show. Or I guess Black Mirror nowadays. Mm-hmm. But I don't even really remember any of the actual stories from it. I just remember the Crypt Keeper. And... <laughs> but then there was the movie, Demon Knight, that had like Jada Pinkett oh. in oh. it. And... I remember Chelsea loved that movie too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that was a good movie. I I haven't seen that one in forever either, so I don't remember. But um, yeah, I I really enjoyed this one. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely fun. It was really fun. Should we uh, get into the notes? Yeah, let's do it. to be very interesting well i mean i don't know mm. what you'll say for notes but i found the trivia <laughs> in the imdb imdb yes. to be very interesting me too i had to scroll through and find out how old all of them were because i was really curious because oh. they're supposed to be like 50 in the movie or whatever mm-hmm. and i'll just say what i found out since you have to do a okay. lot of scrolling to figure it out but meryl streep was 43 mm-hmm. goldie hahn was 46 and Isabella Rossellini was 49. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. And none of them looked old to begin with. And no. I was like, why do any of you guys want to take this potion? <laughs> well, well, I guess Goldie Hawn had the whole transformation. Thing, yeah. But... <laughs> and I guess Meryl Streep's character was a Hollywood actress. So yes, the yes. pressures. But <laughs> it was... Very... I, I love the transformations. I can't wait to get into those because those are very funny to me. Yeah. All right. So it came out July 31st, 1992. So it was... We're coming up on the 31st anniversary. <laughs> it was directed by Robert Zemeckis, you know, known for a lot of other great films like Back to the uh-huh. Future, Forrest Gump. And then it was it was written by uh, Martin Donovan and David Kep, also who have really good credits. Mm. Martin Donovan, uh, well, I don't really know a lot about him. I think he might be British. Oh, no, he's Argentinian. But David Kep. He wrote the screenplay for Jurassic Park, (laughs) Spider-Man, the one from 2002. (laughs) He just, I think, I don't know if he was the writer or credited writer on the new Indiana Jones. The one that just came out? Yeah, so he's still writing. Interesting. So he's got a lot of really great stuff. So clearly it's being set up to be perfect. Like, it's got a great Yeah, and Robert Zemeckis does a lot of Steven Spielberg stuff, right? So I feel like they're all kind of like Yes. He, uh, same gang. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he's like a, he's still producing and stuff like that to this day. Like the 
the Pinocchio live action movie and a bunch of other good stuff. One of the mini. (laughs) Yeah, not the Guillermo del Toro one, the Disney one. (laughs) (laughs) And then for our cast, we have Meryl Streep as Madeline, Bruce Willis as Ernest, Goldie Hawn as Helen, Isabella Rose. trifecta. (laughs) I know. I I feel like people don't understand how... (laughs) The leads of this movie were so, like, it's just, like, dreamcast. I know. And Isabella Rossellini, I yes. remember her role in this movie as being mm-hmm. very small, but she was in it a lot. She had a pretty big role. Oh, yeah. To me, she's what I remember the most about the movie, <laughs> especially, like, the first time I'm watching it, because, like, when she's sitting by the fire and gets up and then turns around, and, like, you see her uh-huh. in, like, her form with, like, that, like, it's not even, like, a bra bralette or anything it's just jewels hanging over her her (laughs) boobs her like she just looks insanely amazing and it's just like why am i not her (laughs) her house and maybe the whole movie in general it kind of reminded me of a cross between rocky horror picture show and clue (laughs) yes i was definitely i was about to mention clue i was like it feels very clear to me yeah very clear very very similar comedy i would say Uh uh-huh so good isabella rossellini as liesel i think that's how they say it right liesel i could not i was taking notes and i was like i am not catching anyone's name i'm just writing them down as meryl streep and goldie hawn eventually i was like let me try to remember their names so, we'll remember them. <laughs> I, I didn't do a very good job of trying to keep track of people's names. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's fine. We have Ian o- Ogilvy as Chagall, Adam Stork as Dakota, Nancy Fish as Are Rose. Are those the um, Fabio types? So I think there's a couple. I think, yes, Dakota and I don't think Chagall. I think Chagall is the guy who owns the clinic that she goes to at first. Oh, Okay. But I think the guy who plays Dakota, I think that's one of her, like, <laughs> they look like re- like a... Romance novel covers? <laughs> that mixed with, like, WrestleMania characters. Slash magician. Yes. Um, also, Fabio was one of them. <laughs> he was? Okay. Yes. He's listed as one of her bodyguards. I, I didn't even realize. Okay. Yeah. I knew they I were Fabio looking, but I was like... Oh, yeah. But I didn't realize they were. <laughs> <laughs> One of them was him, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Elena Reed Hall as the psychologist that Helen goes that where that change happens. <laughs> right. She's just credited. She's like, you're driving us all crazy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Michelle Johnson as Anna. Uh, Mary Ellen Trainer as Vivian Adams. William Frank Father as Mr. Franklin, and. <laughs> Oh, what's so weird is the emer- the ER doctor that they take Meryl Streep's character to is uh-huh. Sidney Pollack, but he's uncredited. Weird. Isn't, isn't that so weird? But I feel like I had to say that. <laughs> there's so few casts, too. I mean, there's like yeah. a few group scenes, but like in the general, core. there's very few people in this movie. Yeah, yeah. But it's all you need because they're all firing at all cylinders. All right, so some facts that I found. During the shovel fight scene, Meryl Streep accidentally hit Goldie Hawn's <laughs> cheek during it oh, and God. scarred it. Oh, <laughs> but you can't tell. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Oh, so the the scene where Meryl Streep takes the potion and her body is kind of reshaping. Uh-huh. They had built a pneumatic bra to create the effect where her breasts come up higher. But it didn't look super realistic, so they had one of her dressers stood behind her out of frame and basically just pushed them up into position. (laughs) 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 Uh, But that scene was so... It always makes me laugh, especially, like, the butt scene. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) I feel like I read something, and maybe we were just about to say it, but that she was like, I am never doing another effects-heavy movie and oh i didn't know that the the fact was like she did (laughs) she she, she did (laughs) not stick to that (laughs) no i feel like that was a time where like a lot of the cgi and the effects stuff was like newish and so people were like i'm just not gonna do movies that have it and then lo and behold most movies yeah well plus practical effects probably were way more time consuming 
like yeah and they the, cost more the practical money effects that, that she had to do yeah just a lot of like tedious stand here now go and yes. make it for eight hours and i'll stand here again <laughs> exactly <laughs> speaking of effects this was the first film that used photorealistic human skin software um, and i thought it looked really good especially yeah. for the early 90s i didn't even i couldn't tell that there was like any computer effects at all yeah i think it's just like when like they drop the potion into like the cut on the finger and it changes the hand oh. and then like all their like skin stuff kind of just magically changes yeah um, yeah yeah i think that's that makes it. sense and then oh this is interesting in an interview meryl streep had said that she had basically assumed the role of helen was going to be hers but <laughs> not like the whole kind of larger than life very like broadway-ish uh-huh. madeline well, and it served her well because she went on to be quite the musical actress. Exactly. <laughs> and she was so good. I mean, that opening number is very fun. I love it. But I guess if I was going to be in a movie with Goldie Hawn and I was her, I would assume Goldie Hawn would be the singing one just because she's like a Disney girl. So, I mean, I don't know if she's a singer, yeah. but I just would assume she was. Well, <laughs> and she's got like that kind of like, she's got like the big round eyes and she has that look of kind of like, broadway kind uh-huh. of like you know that opening number how that is i think that's mostly the good one. Oh, oh okay so here is a list of some of the guests at the the party at the end oh. of the movie where it's like these are the people who took the potion uh-huh, uh-huh. and faked their deaths andy warhol marilyn monroe right. greta garbo elvis presley jim morrison and james dean <laughs> of and course James Dean is like the more obvious one because you see the car and you know he has oh, the t-shirt. I didn't even notice James Dean. I saw Marilyn Monroe and Elvis, of course, and uh, uh, I missed all of them. Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was like a specific joke about Elvis, but mm. I I thought maybe like the whole the rest of the crowd would have like actual famous people. <laughs> We're like, of course, <laughs> exactly. Oh, interesting. Wait, did you say that it was going to be a sequel for Tales from the Crypt or that it feels um, like I think a be? lot of people think of it as a sequel to Tales from the Crypt. Oh, well, this says that it was going to originally be one, a sequel. Oh, okay, okay. Because that's one of Robert Zemeckis' favorite movies from when he was a kid. Tales from the Crypt? Yeah. I didn't know it was a movie from when he was a kid. <laughs> yeah, 1972 is when it came out, it says. Oh, interesting. So maybe this was a sequel show? to the mm. movie? I mean, Tales from the Crypt was a show on HBO. Maybe it's just the show. But I, I didn't don't... say. Interesting. We didn't... Yeah, I didn't actually buy the movie. I just rented it. But I feel like there's a lot of special features that probably explain a lot of this. <laughs> <laughs> probably. And then Ernest was originally going to be played by Kevin Klein, but was later replaced by Bruce Willis. I think Kevin Klein would have been really good, too. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of like the time period where they're making these kind of really interesting like kind of individual movies like there's it's not like a you know a flat kind of line of types of movies that are being made there's a lot of really interesting movies being made like this one yeah and it's like you you kind of have like your you know cream of the crop pick of actors and actresses for it during Uh this time period especially i was just thinking Fifth Element, I think, might be my favorite Bruce Willis performance, personally. <laughs> oh, that's a really good one. I haven't watched that in I think forever. I just watched it recently. That was really I good. I watched that one a million times in high school. I definitely remember that. <laughs> All right. Well, should we go ahead and get into, I won't say our recap specifically, because I didn't write down specifically what happened, but, yeah, you know, the recap. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Start off 1978. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing a Broadway production of Songbird, which is supposedly like a musical version of a Tennessee Williams play or something, mm-hmm. which from the judging from the number looked nothing like a Tennessee Williams play. No. But... <laughs> the, the, I did read that the themes of it are like, it's about an aging actress pining for her youth. So oh, That sounds like a Tennessee Williams play. <laughs> <laughs> Very apropos everyone at the theater 
save for Bruce Willis, seems to think it is the worst trash they have ever seen. You can't wait <laughs> yes. to get away from it. And I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, no. I've definitely seen worse. <laughs> yeah, and she sounds amazing and she's dancing really well. So it's like, it's entertaining. Yeah. After the show, Bruce Willis and, well, her friend, Meryl Streep is the main performer. I'm, mm-hmm. Goldie Hawn is her friend, her, like, I guess, childhood friend. Yes. And Bruce Willis is Goldie Hawn's fiance. And they go backstage to say hello. And the ladies <laughs> obviously have a little bit of a rivalry. Yes. And this was all basically a test by Goldie Hawn to see if Bruce Willis, again, I don't know any of their names, would pass the <laughs> test, the Madeline test. I think she's Madeline. Yes. And he does not because they get married <laughs> <Run away> together <laughs> this is all like in a series of really quick scenes we yes. see goldie hahn in her apartment i guess this is maybe like 10 years later seven years later something like there's yeah. like two different time jumps so we yes. go from like 1978 to 92 or whatever i guess yeah goldie hahn is has put on weight she's got a million cats she keeps watching a scene from <laughs> madeline's some- some TV show or movie in which Madeline is killed or choked to death or something. She keeps watching her death scene over and over. And the police come in and take her away. Oh, she's Helen. So we got yes. Helen and Madeline and Ernest. Okay, I'm trying to remember yes. that. Madeline, Helen, and Ernest. So she's, she goes to a... I never know what to call it now that we're not allowed to call anything by the name I grew up with. I, what is it? Yeah, um, I would just say like... A mental health facility. Mental health facility. That sounded so bad when I said it like that. But (laughs) (laughs) I would say, yeah, it's like a crisis facility. Yeah, but (laughs) she, there is a sort of group therapy, Mm -hmm. and they're like, "Do you have anything to say, Helen?" And she says, (laughs) "Yes." And everyone has such an insane reaction. (laughs) They're just like. don't say your name again (laughs) (laughs) that always makes me laugh where it's like you're it's like they're like we are all in the situation together it's very dire (laughs) but if you keep talking about her (laughs) (laughs) yes so then we kind of switch over to madeline and ernest Mm -hmm. and we see that madeline is got all these like you know face mask things that she sleeps in mm-hmm. and Ernest is a drunk and sleeping on the floor for some reason he's got a million pistols on his wall he's got a lot of guns as decoration well he is a Republican so <laughs> it is explicitly well, stated <laughs> yeah, yeah he starts off the movie as a plastic surgeon and then at this point in the movie mm-hmm. he is a a mortuary uh he mm-hmm. Mortician. He's like a. Surgeon? I don't know what. I don't know. Not, I don't know if he's even a more. He might be a mortician, but he like does the makeup or like. He, he basically makes like makes people look good for their. He cards. dresses. <laughs> yeah, he basically like puts the people who are first because they're having open caskets, which is such a weird thing in my opinion <laughs> to have an open casket, but he makes them look presentable, basically. His- so weird that he that career change that never is explained <laughs> yeah, i don't know nope. that it would be any more profitable but hey, what do I know? maybe maybe he does it for celebrities i don't know yeah it seems like he does do it like he's like mm-hmm. the person you call in when you have a rich good client yeah <laughs> she uh meryl street or uh madeline <laughs> mm-hmm. goes <laughs> to uh, a clinic like a rejuvenation clinic and (laughs) she walks by this room and there's a person (laughs) on this spinning bed that has all these tubes and blood and i'm like what is happening in this room (laughs) they're you know recycling his blood (laughs) i just like how like it's the mirror the door closing and you all you can hear from him is going oh (laughs) anyway she's trying to Get, oh, sorry. No, I was sorry. also going to laugh that all, like, the nurses who work there are, A, supermodels, B, like, very thin, and their <laughs> uniform... Popping out of their clothes. <laughs> their uniform is, like, a super tight, like, pink, like, clinic jacket with, <laughs> like, thigh-high white stockings. 
<laughs> like lingerie stockings it's very so like ridiculous yeah i mean i guess maybe it, it gives like the clients like i want to look like these aspirational mm-hmm. people but oh, i wouldn't sure. really trust these people to be estheticians on myself personally no but <laughs> <laughs> even though meryl streep already looks amazing obviously she does she's only 43 <laughs> yeah the the whole uh the opening scene where she's like wrinkle wrinkle little star <laughs> i'm always like she looks amazing yeah but i think she's supposed to be 50 in this at yeah, this point somewhere around but there. she's like really wanting this treatment that she really can't have because she just had it and mm-hmm. the doctor gives her the, a card for someone who might be able to help her who mm-hmm. she kind of just tears in half because she's like whatever but she has to go to this thing tonight because helen is having a <laughs> book signing mm-hmm. and so she and ernest go to the book signing ernest is at the bar and somebody's like oh you did such a great job <laughs> on my mother what's your secret and he's like spray paint and he goes into all this technical stuff and she's like uh I, <laughs> I don't need to know all that <laughs> showing just like how callous he really is mm-hmm. goldie hot or helen <laughs> <laughs> kind of has like a she's got a nefarious plan you can tell she looks amazing she's super skinny she's got red hair oh, she, she looks um, so good in that in hair this red dress mm-hmm. and Meryl Streep is immediately jealous. Bruce Willis is immediately like, oh, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. And there's kind of like a a reverse scene uh, from the first scene they meet where like Madeline kisses Helen on the cheek and leaves like lipstick. And you could tell that Helen was like, I'm going to do the same thing because she put on literally so much lipstick. It's so (laughs) shiny and (laughs) does the same thing back. I wrote, Goldie Hawn has lipstick on her teeth because (laughs) I think it was that scene, but it was just like, oh, you guys should have done another take of that one because she has so much lipstick on her teeth right now. Uh, But she looks so good in that hair color. Yeah. So Meryl, no, Madeline Madeline (laughs) has a slight mini breakdown when she sees her because she's like, you know, they have a big competition with each other Mm. and she finds the card she tracks down the location she finds she goes to the the rocky horror picture show clue house and finds (laughs) Isabella rossellini who is wearing nothing except for jewels and she looks and like a freaking amazing (laughs) of course she looks so good i read that she had a body double for the nude scene yes. and I, the nudes I, I i feel like she looked better when she wasn't i mean like her body looked better than the body double yeah you know, well, even though i didn't like, see it naked it was just like i don't yeah know. <laughs> no no i totally get it i mean like it's yeah i i wonder because i mean it's not like we ever see full frontal it's just her butt um yeah. but i wonder if maybe they couldn't they had to do like full nude for like the actual like scene from behind and so maybe uh-huh. that's why but i mean she looks like it's to me it's like one of those scenes that like sticks in my mind of her turning around and just the jewels and the sarong like she looks insanely good I'm amazing amazing yeah and i think there was a quote she put where she's like her costume like rack for this movie was basically just like a necklace and a sarong. Well, yeah, she basically <laughs> only had two outfits and they right. were barely anything. <laughs> she brings out this crazy box with this crazy vial that kind of mm-hmm. s- like sits on a like a point. I mm-hmm. guess the vial was the only thing that kind of looked a little like CGI-ish to me. Yeah, it has like that like Disney. I always associate with like Disney kind of like potion mystical power kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a pink storm going on inside yes. the vial. <laughs> it's swirling. <laughs> At first, Madeline is kind of like, I, you're, you're, you know, trying to sell me a bunch of hooey. Yeah. And <laughs> the price of it is obviously exorbitant. And, yes. but she just gives her a little taste by pricking mm-hmm. her finger and her hands, which there's no way that the, her hands are covered in that many age spots. It looked like the most fakest old 
lady hands I ever saw. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she is not 85 years old. <laughs> but then her hand gets all rejuvenated and she immediately mm. downs it. Where do, <laughs> do you take check? <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Goldie Hawn, or Helen, is having mm-hmm. a little get-together with Ernest. And they're plotting <laughs> yes. how, to kill, <laughs> how to kill Madeline. Mm-hmm. I love the, um, the scene where she's like practicing her crying. And she's like, <laughs> just like, she has like an empty perfume bottle and she's just spraying air into her eye. And she just <laughs> keeps doing it over like, I need to speak to Madeline at once. And, <laughs> and then when she's not there, she's like, oh, good. And just throws her umbrella behind her. <laughs> Yeah, she has this incredibly complicated murder plan. Yes. That involves drugging three different glasses and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, and taking bodies <laughs> to the desert. And this is where we can see that Bruce Willis has a cabinet of rifles as another uh, mm-hmm. thing. That is Easter a, egg. <laughs> yeah, a uh, Chekhov's gun, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, anyway, so Madeline comes home. Helen has left. And they have a fight, Madeline and Ernest. Ernest doesn't even notice her transformation. I guess Mm-mm. I didn't really mention. Well, he, we kind of uh, already talked about the transformation earlier, but yeah, where it, I love the way that the transformation looks because it's just it's very kind of silly. Like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Oh, and there there's that like amazing. This is like such a quotable thing where where Madeline drinks the potion because she she goes bottoms up, and then after she drinks it, Isabella Rossellini is like. Now, a warning. And then <laughs> Madeline's now, like, now, a warning? A warning? <laughs> Real uh, is so great in this movie. She's amazing. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, and you, but you're right. Uh, Ernest doesn't notice, except he goes, did you get your hair done? And she just like, <laughs> is like, oh, whatever, you're the worst. Yeah. Uh, previously, we had seen her like, pool boy, quote unquote, lover. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> which is kind of prompts her to like, go find Isabella Rosalini because she, her secret affair with the younger man. He's chosen a younger woman than her. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, they're having these big fights. Mm-hmm. They are on the top of the stairs. He <laughs> is choking her, but then he thinks better of it. And he just kind of lets her go. And she's like somehow precariously. <laughs> this is also, this is like always one of my favorite things is like, she finds like the perfect equilibrium to just balance on like <laughs> the bottom of her heel. Yeah. Well, it sucks because she just got this vial and just became young. And immediately he just does a little finger tap, boink, and she falls down <laughs> the stairs, twisting herself into a crazy <laughs> broken pretzel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's very ridiculous. And yeah, but then as Ernest is calling Helen, trying to figure out what to do. She's like, uh, we went over this plan like seven times. What happened? <laughs> and also, why are you calling me first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but we see Madeline get up in the background and she's like kind of zombie-ish. Her head is turned completely <laughs> yes. around. She doesn't really realize what's happened, but it's it's very funny. I imagine that scene probably took forever to film because of all of the technical mm. stuff that they would have had to do. Oh, yeah. I think she had to wear like a blue veil over her face to kind of do the effects so it wouldn't pick uh-huh. up her actual face. But yeah, it was. this is also a very quotable line where she looks down and she goes, Ernest, my ass. I can see my <laughs> ass. <laughs> yeah. the um, This part, the like body stuff mm-hmm. remind me of Beetlejuice. Yes. Yeah, that's a good comparison. <laughs> Okay, well, they take her, I, she kind of like turns her head back around, mm-hmm. which it looks like she's turning it the wrong direction, but it goes back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her neck and like that. her neck, you can see like the bones kind of like all mm-hmm. sticking out. And they take her to the hospital mm-hmm. where they killed the doctor with shock. <laughs> <laughs> where are all the doctors? They're all in the room trying to save the one doctor that she killed. <laughs> yes. Because she's actually dead now. Like, she has no pulse. She's cold. And she looks gray. She's turning gray. And 
Ernest goes out to look for a doctor, and while he's gone, they take <laughs> her body away. <laughs> and there's these random floating creepy nuns that I just have to mention because oh they yeah, <laughs> they just add the creep factor when he's going to the morgue. Yeah, and then that's when he says, "The morgue shall be furious." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's this whole like thing where. Like that scene where two characters are talking about the same person, like the same thing, but they both don't know what's going on actually. And so the nurse thinks he's, she's actually dead. And she's like, it's going to be hard to explain. You're like, yeah, you're like, you need some time to grieve. And <laughs> the morgue, she'll be furious. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then we kind of go back to the house. We kind of see them coming back home, but mainly we're focusing mm-hmm. on Helen, who is sneaking around outside trying to she figure is, out what's happened she's the new cat woman because she's like flipping over the fence and this is kind of like when you first start to be like did she also take that potion like yeah. what's going on she's got like a car full of body disposal um implements yeah. but she's got the funniest sneaking around walk <laughs> it's very very funny and that's like when she like She's wearing all black and she sees the car is backing out of the driveway after it pulls in. And so she's like, I'll just lay a flat on the concrete because I'm in all black. <laughs> and then it comes like within like a centimeter of hitting her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, Ernest is going to get some embalming equipment because he's mm. embalming Madeline upstairs. It feels like mm-hmm. that might be a little on the drastic side, but I guess you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Preserve the skin, I guess. He's also spray painting her with his trademark technique, <laughs> which one thing I really like about this movie is the subtle but definite differences between like early Madeline later mm-hmm. madeline madeline when she's rejuvenated madeline when she's spray painted it's like they're all pretty versions of her but it's like just yes. slight subtle differences yeah she's like more porcelain dollish in her final form like when she's technically dead yes and she's all painted like she actually looks like she's got a spray tan <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so anyway madeline's done helen's there uh, <laughs> Ernest is there there's a big fight and well I don't even think there's a fight first there is a gunshot <laughs> she shoots <laughs> yes. Madeline no Madeline shoots Helen through yes. the stomach and she falls into the um, <laughs> yeah. fountain this and is now- like two of my favorite scenes like when she gets shot and it's like so ridiculous that she flies like 30 feet up in the air <laughs> and like across the entire house into the pond <laughs> But also, like, when she's, like, Eve- Madeline's eavesdropping on them arguing about how she should have killed Madeline. And, like, <laughs> you can see her hand on, like, the banister, and she's not reacting to any of the killing stuff. But once <laughs> Helen says, and she wasn't that great of an actress, you see her, like, claw <laughs> the, the banister down. Yes. It's just so stupid and so funny. Yeah. So, also... A huge hole in the in her body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I love the way that they did it because when she stood up out of the pond, it was just like gallons of water flowing out of her, (laughs) (laughs) and she doesn't even realize it. Yeah, it's almost like it was. um, uh, What do you call it? Would you like you know when they sear a wound to make it? Oh, like cauterize it? Yeah, it's like the whole wound is cauterized on the inside. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so. She stands up. She's actually also taken the potion. Yes. And she doesn't even feel the shot because she's like, now I'm all wet. And they're like, yes. Uh. <laughs> and then they have a big shovel duel <laughs> in which lots of heads get twisted around and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. I laughed. Goldie Hawn is now dead as well and we can see her eyes get lighter and lighter and Mm -hmm. it's like so creepy looking (laughs) it's like super like zombified almost like they're almost white yeah okay so they kind of i guess kind of have a truce because they both realize (laughs) that they've both taken the vial that uh, i think they had this is where they have their little conversation where they say what the real problem is and yes. it goes back to when they were kids and of course. Sh- Madeline had stolen all of 
Helen's boyfriends, but that was because mm-hmm. Helen had been kind of uh, like a bitch, I guess, and they had yeah, made fun or of like, her. Yeah, or like some sort of superiority complex or something. Yes, yes and they called her cheap. Yes. <laughs> and it, it's almost like they both were like, I was only doing that because you did this to me. Well, I was only doing that because you did this to me. And right. They're, this is when it becomes like, really my favorite part of the movie is like when they start come together because then it's like it just makes the comedy even better yeah and once they do come together bruce willis is like i am out of here i don't <laughs> want to be a part of this i'll fix you up and then i'm done so they of course have to now i think they <laughs> knock him out <laughs> <laughs> they try and give him a uh a, like an insanely large <laughs> glass of like scotch that they yes. poisoned so he'll get knocked out and he is like crazily sloshing like it sloshing everywhere. it around <laughs> everywhere and he's like there's like a little bit left and he's like you know what i'm not even drinking anymore and pours it into <laughs> plant and then they just they both just conk him on the head with giant faces yes and they take him to this is a name I don't know. I don't know Isabella Rossellini's name in the movie, but they take him Liesl. to <laughs> oh, Liesl. You already said that earlier. Liesl's house, where her Fabio-like henchmen, <laughs> Dick, Tom, and Harry, <laughs> <laughs> they're all you know lounging by the pool, watching her swim. I think one of them had like they all have like tuxedos on, but like. The, one of them has like the entire chest part cut out so you can see his like giant hairy chest. <laughs> it's very funny. She's having a big event for all of her clients. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering what it must feel like to get cast as an extra at the perfect people party. <laughs> I know it must be like a big uh, ego boost. <laughs> exactly. I, I also love it's like a subtle detail, but when she gets she's stepping out of the pool she has heels on already. Like she's swimming in <laughs> heels, which is so funny to me. Of course. <laughs> it's perfect. She tries to seduce Ernest with like the gift of immortality. Mm-hmm. She does the same finger trick with him, but he decides, no, he does not want to live forever in a dead body. And he kind of pockets the vial, but mm-hmm. is trying to escape at the same time. And he's getting chased around the house by Dobermans, which I was like, <laughs> I definitely remember when Dobermans were considered like the scariest dog. Um, oh, they went through the, <laughs> one of the many phases of scariest dog. Yeah. And then he makes the un- unfathomable, <laughs> fa- fathomable decision to shimmy across a roof that has no, it's just like a tedious rail across. Yes. <laughs> this is why it's so confusing at the beginning, why they're both like pining and fighting over him. Cause he's the worst person. He's <laughs> dumb and he's like not a great person either. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing really that great about him. Yeah. So he kind of gets, you know, stuck on a pole floating over the air. They're like, drink mm-hmm. the potion or you'll die. And uh, I don't know. I wrote something that I don't understand as usual. (laughs) (laughs) But he falls off and falls into the pool, of course. Yeah, lucky break. I love that after he falls and they pretty much think he's dead, they both just like roll their eyes like they're so annoyed. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if he manages to get away with the potion. I know he drops it, but he basically escapes from there. So yeah the the car that he steals is james dean's car because <laughs> he's getting out and he has like the leather jacket slung over his back and he has a cigarette in his mouth and he's like hey my car i don't even remember that part <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one that i caught i was like that's james dean oh okay <laughs> okay so then we flip like i guess like 30 years in the future or something, something like that it was We're, it was something where it was like literally almost 2023 i think <laughs> i was like oh yeah. my god <laughs> they um are at Ernest's funeral mm-hmm. they're two like veiled <laughs> black figures cackling in the back of the church <laughs> which is very not very full i was like no. considering all you're saying about all he's done is like where is everyone apparently well, he had <clears throat> oh sorry no go, go ahead. ahead no it's a, it's about this so you can go ahead Oh, I was just going to say the 
the priest is eulogizing him mm-hmm. who the priest was i lo- had to look him up because i was like i have heard that voice before i can't remember his name but he was definitely like someone who's mm-hmm. been in lots of stuff before or done a lot of voiceover work at least at least but they were like after 50 he came we don't even know anything about his life beforehand but after 50 he got married had six children and i was like how young was your wife ernest <laughs> you're 50 and you had six children after okay well uh, yeah proving he, again not a great guy <laughs> no he was a former plastic surgeon from beverly hills so i'm certain of the type of woman he would go after that was probably like 21 years old yeah <laughs> but what i love about the scene is like you're hearing you're hearing the eulogy and you're kind of like rolling your eyes because it's just like you know who he was before and right. helen and madeline kind of represent that because they're in the back pointing at stuff during in like the <laughs> service pamphlet and laughing like very loudly like uh <laughs> that's not true or like that's yeah. ridiculous he was a piece of garbage <laughs> yeah but they decide they've been disrupting the funeral enough they sneak out mm-hmm. and trip over a lost can of spa- spray paints <laughs> i can't remember which one it is the other one goes to do the push oh, down the stairs yeah. but helen um, was gonna fall helen was gonna fall Madeline goes to push her. Helen grabs her. And they both <laughs> fall down the stairs and crack into a million pieces like <laughs> porcelain like <a> dolls. <laughs> but they're still alive. Of course. I don't know what you do from that point. But yeah, that's the dark ending of this yes. dark comedy. <laughs> I just love how Helen's head, you could hear it like spinning in the background. And they just, of course, they perfectly line up together. Yes. And there's, I can't remember what the last line is, but it's very much like, like, so are you going to be, are you going to put us back together or something <laughs> like that? And hilarious. I think it'll be difficult. <laughs> <laughs> yep. One of Ernest's kids will put you back together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After they scream and run away because <laughs> you're in pieces. Yeah. There is a point in the funeral where the priest is like, he told tales of oh. zombies or something. Zombie women and blah, blah, <laughs> There is kind of like a little bit of a red herring where it's like, you know, there's like this whole part of the eulogy where they're like, oh, and like he discovered like the gift of immortality and his life will right. forever go on. And the women are like, oh, my God, he took the potion. And he was like, <laughs> by his children and grandchildren there's right, like right, right. whatever fuck this that's guy. what made me wonder did he have the vial but <laughs> no he was a uh dead grosso dead grosso <laughs> <laughs> and that is death becomes her yes a perfect movie <laughs> <laughs> very funny very dark very body horror but mm-hmm. great cast very funny written and I really enjoyed yes. it. Yeah. Did, me you, did too. you have a favorite part? Oh gosh. Oh my god, there's so many. I would say <laughs> the the sequence after Helen shows up to get rid of Madeline's body, that whole sequence of, you know, her overhearing their conversation, then shooting Helen into the the <laughs> pond and then them having their shovel fight. That's Yes. always sticks out in my mind. And also the Isabella Rossellini scenes are so... She's she's also so good in this movie. Yeah. I was going to say Isabella Rossellini is probably just the parts that I remember the most. Like, mm-hmm. they stand out the most to me. And I, re- oh, yeah. I do really like that last scene at her house where, it, mm-hmm. like, everyone's trying to chase down Bruce Willis. <laughs> yes. Just being uh, insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think there is also a line that either Helen or Madeline says when they see that he's on the roof and that one of them is like, see, I told you he was an idiot. <laughs> so so knowing the consequences, would you drink the vial? Uh, it's a hard question. I feel like in this, in this uh, death becomes her universe. I feel like I would in real <laughs> life. I don't know. I don't think I would do it in real life just cause <laughs> The world is not a, a great place for people like me. <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe if I had actually moved to LA when I was mm-hmm. young and tried to make it as a movie star or something, then maybe yeah. I would be much more tempted to take it, but not in my current life. <laughs> no. If I could be like an Eternal from Eternals, then maybe. <laughs> besides, I, besides the gray hair. <laughs> I do have constant youth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I mean, <sighs> it would be pretty difficult to resist the temptation that Isabella Rossellini would give. Exactly, exactly. I, I mean, would be like, I'll take it, and I'm retiring right now. Yeah. <laughs> I can do 10 years of work. <laughs> exactly. I'll take it, and I'll make a bunch of money somehow and be a secluded person moving from areas yeah. to area that I like. I'll buy myself. I got to figure out a way to make a lot of money, and then... Mm-hmm. Because that's the other thing. you got to be rich to sustain yourself for a lifetime and yeah. hiding. But I buy myself a Greek island or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. And be like, I don't need to do anything. I can do whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> <sighs> uh, but I, I guess movie. that's pretty much all for today. We yes. have one more fun movie. And then mm-hmm. a check-in. And then... Mm. We're going to start with Pride and Prejudice. Yay! The novel, the quintessential novel. The quintessential, the number one Jane Austen novel. Mm-hmm. I love it. I would say. I'm so excited. Overall. <laughs> I'm excited too. And I'm excited to talk to you about it after we get off this podcast, but because <laughs> I forgot, I need to talk to you about it. But um, that is all for today and yes you know we have a check-in coming up so write us and let us know what you thought of this crazy summer i i want to say thank you for indulging us so far and got one more and then we'll see what happens yeah but (laughs) until then we will talk to you guys later thank you for listening good night bye if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can DM us on Instagram at Manners and Madness Pod, or you can DM us on Twitter at Manners Madness, or you can email us at Gmail using mannersmadness at gmail.com. And if you would like to leave a voice message on our website, you can at mannersmadness.com, and it's about a minute long. Yes. And we would absolutely love it if you would give us a rating and review on Apple or Spotify or the podcast app of your choice. It really means a lot to us and helps get more people to listen to the podcast. Also, we have a donate button, which is on our website, mannersmadness.com as well. (laughs) Absolutely. Any help is very much appreciated. Very much. Thank you so much for listening and we will see you next week. Good night. Bye.